and that brass tacks, realistic side of being an entrepreneur. And as all of us who are entrepreneurs know, it's not an easy thing to do what you love. But if you want it bad enough, you're going to figure out a way to make it work. And both of my parents did. So um, I actually wanted to just give you a little brief history on my parents. Um, sure, yeah. My dad and, yeah, sure, perfect. Um, my dad enlisted in the U.S. Army and worked his way to rank captain 03. Um, he served in the Vietnam War. And um, the five years of active duty and three years of reserves gave him the foundation to start his career in computers and technology and business development. Uh, Dad continues to serve his country by working with the federal government. He helps them face challenges and overcome obstacles to provide essential services to the U.S. citizens. Okay. So that's a little bit about my dad. Now, my mom got her master's in learning disabilities from Hopkins University, and she taught for five years at the elementary school level. My grandma, her mom, was collecting antique glass beads and designing jewelry for herself and for her friends. She accumulated so much that the basement was covered with bags of beads, and there was no place for anything, and that was including the family. So uh, mom believed that her mother's designs were very marketable, and she volunteered to sell them for her. My mom's second customer was Bloomingdale's, and she sold to them for 10 years. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's pretty amazing. And it's funny because my grandmother told her, you're crazy. You're, you're, no one's ever going to want to buy my designs. And, well, <laughs> did she prove her wrong? <laughs> um, this was the beginning of our third-generation family-owned business. It started back in 1981, and wow. we're proud to say it's grown and supported Mom and I to this very day. So um, I actually – Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um and, you know, I grew up watching both of my parents pursuing their entrepreneurial dreams and mm -hmm. their respective careers and how much they loved what they did. So I learned from them and also from the shows that I used to watch as a kid that it was okay to be yourself and to go after the things you want out of life, even if those things might not be considered the norm. So um, that's a little bit about what led me to become an entrepreneur, especially in regards to the influences of my parents. That's cool. It's all. It's always. It's almost always. I rarely do. I talk to somebody um, who's an entrepreneur, self promoter. Um, you know, who who didn't have some sort of tie in or some influence. Or I I argue that there's actually some there's genetics as well built into this thing because because you can't. There's too much. Otherwise, it's too much of a coincidence that somebody like yourself has had generations of businesses. Now, not for nothing, but sometimes when the second or third generation companies they have a you know, pretty bad failure rate too because they're not the original ones that worked for it and, and struggled for it. But a lot of times you'll see, you know, an entrepreneur like yourself, you'll go into your own business, but you're mm -hmm. still applying a lot of the same sets of skills that, that your parents applied. And then this is especially applies to you. That's why that you're a great guest for the show because that also ties into taking these skills and honing them and then, then applying newer technology like the Internet and then forget about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> It's like uh, non sequitur at that point. So, what? So tell tell us more about then. How long you been? How long you been doing what you're doing in business, and and how's it going? What, what do you? What kind of? Tell us about any kind of gigs that you've had that, in recently that you can tell us about. And, sure. Uh, just give me the general summary there. Okay. Sure. Um. Let's see. My recent gigs. Well, I just finished doing um, a game that's coming out uh, in the early spring. 
It's an MMO for those who are PC gamers. It's called Neverwinter, and it's released by Cryptic and Perfect World. And it's, it's quite an undertaking. It's quite a project. There's a lot of voices. I provided a whole slew of voices in that game, um, and that's going to be coming out very, very soon. So keep looking for it because it's, it's going to be fun, and it's free. So you got to check yeah. it out and play it and see if you can guess who I am <laughs> because I played a lot yeah, of characters in that one. <laughs> how, many, how many characters are you? Are you one or are you many? Oh, no, many, many. Um, I, gosh, I lost count. They kept throwing more at me. <laughs> what, what, um, one, what one that's like most most recurring throughout the game uh, that, that we could look for? Uh, 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 can you put, say a name or are you under contract not to really say? Um, you know, I'm not sure, so I'm going to keep it quiet for now, but okay, what I can do is, so, you know, so, if, I, if I can get permission from the studio, I can certainly let you know. Okay, so we can look the game up, and then and then yeah. um, maybe once you have permission, we can post it via all our websites, and um, I'll have that on uh, uh, radio.cybervillage.com, and, and then they can probably find it at, at Lauren Singer, and that's spelled L-A-U-R-E-N as in Nancy, S as in Sam, Y-N as in Nancy, G-E-R. So, so Lauren Singer with a Y for Singer. That's uh, right. Uh, .com. Lauren Singer with a Y. Yeah. Learn single with a Y, and then, and then what was the name of the company? You saw the the game's called Never Winters, and and it's in the uh, is it in the the Dungeons and Dragons series of of games? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, it was based off of it, and um, the yes, they they have actually been sticklers to make sure that we get the races right and the names right. So yes, sure. for those of you who are D and D fans, you'll be very happy with the work in the game. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> So we'll watch for that, and then we'll release the character, whatever. We'll release. I mean, eventually you can just go to your site, laurensinger.com, and see all the all the characters you are in there. But but I I think it's fun to say like you know if we just say say like well here's the one main character that's recurring or whatever who who has a lot of uh, a lot of uh, you know a lot of time in the game, and then when you say that's the one you want to look for in the game, that's the one who I talk to on my radio show, Lauren Singer. Um, that would be pretty cool. How how would you rank? Um, how would you think the internet would have affected your parents' business, and and how has it affected you and how you do business? Do you meet well, a lot face to face with people, or is it a lot less than it used to be? There's a lot less than it used to be, especially in my career. I I work with people all over all over the world. Um, my dad is very much into computers and technology, but he. Does you know he does a lot of his meetings face to face. You know he he goes and he meets with his clients and has a very hands on face to face approach. I like that approach. You know I I love building relationships and I've gotten that from both of my parents because they both do. But if you were to talk to my mom about technology, <laughs> she is not a computer person. However, she loves the iPhone and that has changed her life. That that has absolutely brought her into the world of technology. And she's taught herself, I'm so proud of her, but she's actually taught herself so much on that iPhone, and I'm so proud of her for it. Yeah, that, that's, that's, I'll tell you what, that's kind of timely that you said that because I was looking at some statistics today from a media company that I work for, and, and, and you wouldn't believe that. But you're talking about a company that gets, say, a, a, half, a, million, a half a million unique visitors every month, and mm-hmm. almost one-fifth of that traffic was their mobile was through the mobile phone, right. and it was like 
it's just not, the numbers are phenomenal. You're going to see within three to five years, it's going to be all mobile, all smartphones. You're going to see less and less computers. Actually, the computer industry is saying it's having a hard time selling laptops because you got tablets and you got smartphones, and and then you got some tablets that are like a phone anyway when you hook them up to. As I know, technology is amazing, and give it another five years, and it'll be it'll be completely different than where it is now. But sure. it's going to be unbelievable. It just it, technology changes, and you know if you really want to see the changes in technology, look at video games. I yeah. mean, look at the evolution from Pong, you know, to to where yeah. they are now. You know, they're they're cinematic. It's unbelievable. Did you just did you just unintentionally date yourself? I mean, I'm not going to point anything out here, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I'll admit I remember Pong. I, you know, I'm not afraid to say I was a child of the '80s. I was a child of the '80s. There you have it. <laughs> Listen, remember when they made Pong? Are you there still? I'm still here. Oh, he had a glitch. Do you remember when when Pong went from like two paddles to like four? And then it went from four paddles to where they called it tennis because they drew a line in the middle. Yes, <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. And, and then they made yeah, a hockey you're, one. You're dating yourself too now, Rob. So I know, I know. <laughs> so oh, my God, I told some young guy yesterday who was talking about some, I don't know, some, one of the video games. <laughs> I said, listen, I said, when... <laughs> When video games advanced to the point where it wasn't like one button and one joystick, I got lost. <laughs> now you got to use like all ten fingers and two toes and hit the Z button. That geez, just hit the Z button. I'm like, oh my god, I don't know what that's the Z what your button nose is. is for. That's, that's why you have your nose. You got to peck at it, you know. <laughs> oh my god, it's harder than typing, to be honest with you. It's true. It's true. <laughs> oh my goodness. So what? So what do you? Uh, so what can, so you just worked on that project Neverwinter. You guys mm-hmm. Google Neverwinter and and um probably no credits or anything out there. So if they just Google Neverwinter, they'll find it pretty easily and, and Yeah, it's pretty easy and, to find. And you can actually um it's you know, it's it's pretty easy to find. If you just type in Neverwinter and then Perfect World, you'll find it. Okay, there you go. There you go. And then and then the other one that I don't know. I guess I'm focusing on your gaming stuff. I'm maybe unfairly. You probably want to talk more about some other stuff, but just, just like people just are into the gaming, all age brackets. So sure. I think it's kind of cool to make a reference like, oh, you see that character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know she was on my radio show. <laughs> it's just cool as a reference to say, look, I know these people who do these voices. Um, well, then, you know, Rob, I should, I, should plug, um, I should plug a game that came out actually on the iPhone back in October. It was yeah. originally released on the Wii. And it was re-released, and the graphics were redone. It's absolutely gorgeous now. It's called Rage of the Gladiator, and you can buy it for a dollar from the iPhone store. And I highly recommend it. It's a beautiful game. And I was the voice of the Sea Witch, which was a lot of fun. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the Sea Witch. That's right. I did see that one. That's really cool. That's really cool. Now, now you had said to me, this is kind of interesting, because you said to me that, not only do you do voices, but you do incredibly creative things with the voice once you've done the voice. And if anyone goes to, to search for the – say the name again, the game. It's called Rage of the Gladiator. Rage of the Gladiator. And then you find okay. – of course, it's at your website too, but you can see it either way. You go to go to your laurensinger.com, that's singer with a Y. Um, or, just, or you can search for it if you want to see the source of it and where it's kind of cool to see it there and say – Oh yeah, I just heard her on the radio. She doesn't. She doesn't sound anything like that. Uh, that sea witch. But the cool thing is, too, you can do um, clever things with. Like, tell me what you did with the sea witch voice again. Well, the direction that I was given 
for the Sea Witch was Think Psychotic Ex-Girlfriend. So that was pretty much the inspiration for the character, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, I can do that. That'll be fun. So, um, <laughs> you know, that's pretty much where the inspiration for the character came from. But um, as far as the sound effects, I... I wanted to challenge myself. I've never actually, this was the first time that I took on sound effects in a voice. And oh. I had, I, I talked it over with the director and said, you know, I've got some ideas I want to try. If you're open to it, would you let me try out some sound effects for the character? He was thrilled. He said, have that, you know, do you want to try it? Sure. Sure. So you I actually, can do it make it better, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, because I, you know, I, okay, I admit, I grew up playing video games as a kid. My, my stepbrother Nate was really into games, and that was something the two of us did together. We played games together. So, you know, I remember how important the, the gamer experience is, and, you know, you want right. to give the, the, the player a great experience. So um, I took my voice, and I layered it on top of another copy of my voice that I dropped in pitch so that it was, you know, very low, and I can't do the voice. But it, it was really low, and it had kind of like a, almost like a monster quality to it. And then yeah. I layered the two voices on top of each other because you've got this character. She's, she's a little, you know, she's, she's a little uh, multiple personality disorder. So she's got, you know, she, she's yeah. got the, there's, there's like the maiden voice, and then there's the monster side to her. So, yeah. um, you know, you wanted to represent that. And, I, you know, I... I would actually enhance the different sides depending on what the lines were. Like, were they more something that she would say as a woman or something right. that she would say as a monster? If she's talking about killing you, it's probably going to be the monster voice. So right. that's what I did, and I, I loved it. It was so much fun. How much of an influence do do people in the industry, like maybe potential mentors or something like that, have on you? Oh, profound, profound interest and, and uh, in influence on me. Um, I should probably rewind back and talk a little bit about what was it that inspired me to become a voice actress because sure. it is very important. Um, my passion actually started with animation, but it also evolved to include acting and music and writing. And um, for as far back as I can remember, I was obsessed with animation, um, partially because I loved to draw. But more likely because of how all segments of my passions and interests would converge into one fantastic, moving, breathing work of art. And there's just something about taking a thought from the mind of a person, illustrating mm -hmm. that idea, making it move, and then giving it a voice that has always fascinated me. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to go back to talk about the 80s again, because I feel I was very lucky to grow up during the 80s because um, mm -hmm. there were so many unbelievable voice artists at that time, like Mel Blanc, Don Messick, B.J. Ward, and Maurice LaMarche. But Frank Welker, his talent and his, his amazing talent and versatility is mm -hmm. really what inspired me to become a voice actress in the first place. And um, for those of you who want to go ahead and IMDB him, it's Frank Welker, W-E-L-K-E-R. And um, you might know him as the voice of Freddy in Scooby-Doo, Ray and Slimer, yeah. and lots of background voices in The Real Ghostbusters. Um, no he was Yudi and Tiamat and many of the other creatures in Dungeons and Dragons. Um, he was the voice of Megatron and Soundwave and a slew of Autobots and Decepticons and Transformers. Um, wow. He also worked extensively in G.I. Joe and DuckTales and The Simpsons. Um, he did creature and animal voices in so many movies. And, and the list just goes on and on. This guy is so unbelievably talented. 
And I started my early on in my career by mimicking those voices of his back to the TV and to my friends and family. So he was in very in a lot of ways he was my first voice coach. Um, another major inspiration in the world of animation was Disney. And I loved the Disney movies as a child, and I'll admit it, I still do. Um, at 13, I aspired to become the next Little Mermaid. And um, I, this is kind of a funny story, a little embarrassing, but oh well. Um, I used to perform the entire musical by myself. I beat all the characters. I do everybody. Um, yeah. For my family. It, so my family would watch me. Um, it really, my, my mom and my grandma and my cousin Dory, they, they just got such a kick out of it. <laughs> so, well, you know, it's, it's nice to know that I can make a fool of myself and still be supported. You know? And then, if they would, yeah, they would give you the time, and 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 it, it probably in their heads they weren't thinking, you know what, she's going to be a voiceover actress someday, so let's let her practice. They were probably thinking, oh, let the poor little sweetheart do what she wants to do. No, of course, like she's like, well, she's you know, she she wants to sing all the parts. She can. We'll just sit back in and watch her. This is great. All right, let's let her go. You know? <laughs> she could and, be doing you know, all this stuff. You know, I I have to say one thing, Lauren, that I told you, and yeah. even though I I apologize, I just got at six minutes. We're down to thirty-seven seconds. Like that. Wow. <laughs> it goes fast, I'm telling you. Next time I swear, I promise I'm going to give you the full half hour because like, I ripped you off a little bit. But guess what? This is actually a nice segue. We're going to end this part with some of the people that inspired you, which in a way is kind of a mentor because they inspired you and what inspired you to get into the industry. And then next time we're going to uh, we're going to get more in depth and some some uh, uh, some other uh, mentors and 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 who've given basically they give you free advice. They're paying it forward, as it were. And, and how important that is in really any business person or self-promoter's world to have somebody, and, and then remember to give it back once once they've made it, they remember how somebody else helped them, and they give it, they pay it forward, and it's it's a wonderful concept, and, and a lot of people do it, and they don't ask for anything in exchange for it. LaurenSinger.com, that's Singer with a Y, and um, we'll we'll do some more chatting with Lauren. We got some more guests lined up for the next few weeks, and we'll get Lauren back in here as soon as possible. Lauren, thanks for coming on. I hope to hope to do this again soon. Oh sure, Rob. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Lauren Singer with a with a Y. And as I said, I uh, chipped her out of some time, so I apologize for that. I was having major technical difficulties over here in our Midtown Manhattan studio. Um, you know, somebody's uh, going to get fired over that. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> they all know, Laura. No worries about it. I tell more, her more corporate later. downsizing, huh, Rob? Cor- more corporate downsizing. <laughs> <laughs> corporate downsizing. The self-promoter team of one. <laughs> oh, God. All right, we'll talk again soon, Lauren. Thanks again. This has been Rob Thrasher with Spotlight on Success. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for coming. Bye, thanks.